everybody. Welcome to Rock and Roll Shinsu Chu, episode number 69. My name is Gabe Estel. I'm here with my co-hosts, Dennis Levi Leach and Jonathan Getz. How's it going, guys? Bonjour. Do it again? Good. <laughs> Sorry, we well, both said the same time. <laughs> happy hot stove, guys. Uh, happy off-season. So, good to we're, see everybody. We're staying warm, man. We're multiple hoodies. It's, yeah, we're hunkering down. That's right. Uh, so it's been exciting so far. We're going to talk about the hot stove tonight. Um, some of the remaining free agents, some of the deals that have already been cut, uh, as well as in the spirit of the hot stove, we're going to do band trades too. We did these, I think, during our first or second season, and uh, I'll see if I can pull those up and revisit them as well. Um, so tonight we're going to do that again. Uh, that never gets old. And then also, uh, as we're closing down 2016, a year which I think most people agree can, can, be, can be put to rest very soon. Um, and, I'm already writing 2017 on my checks. Yes, uh, the, the giant flaming hot turd that was 2016 uh, is going to be coming to a close. But uh, some good music came out, um, so we're going to talk about that. And I want to remind everybody... Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Rock in Chew. That's in as in Hideki Nomo. Wow. All right. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I lost that. Uh, I lost that uh, in the pool. <laughs> yeah. So uh, maybe we'll do a, what about 1998? He came into the league or so, probably, probably right yeah. around there. Um, I'm going to so, do this yeah. show from back here, like at this angle now. The Hideki yes. Nomo angle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, he was a fun one to watch. So please follow us at Rock In Chew, and then also you can find everything you need to know about Rock and Roll Shinsu Chew at RockChew.com. So every single episode we've ever recorded, plus different links, our B side episodes, uh, how to get a hold of us, how to donate, uh, how to find us on social media, all of all of the outlets are there. So please check out rockchew.com and also check us out on either your favorite podcasting app or iTunes and leave us a review, please. Excellent. All right, let's go ahead and get this started, boys. Um, the hot stove, uh, obviously, it's 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 been it's been quite warm over the last week or so. Uh, it seems to start. Week. It seems to get earlier, uh, warm earlier every year. Is that right? Well, I guess the winter meetings were last weekend. I think, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. it seems like it starts to heat up a little bit about two weeks before those, I think. Because yeah. yeah. there were already a few deals that were cut before the winter meetings. Yeah. Not as significant, but but uh, some that, uh, that that were made already. So I want to talk um, – all, all of our teams have made significant moves. With each other, know? even. With each other. Yeah, Jesus um, so we'll talk about those. Uh, obviously, uh, for me, I, I think it's it's a bit of a cliche, but boys, I think it's safe to say a new era has begun. Uh, Mediocrity no longer. Yes, the short term might be a little bit more pain. Uh, sh- the short term might be a bit painful, but uh, I think the long term <laughs> prospects look pretty good. <laughs> losing losing eighty nine games next year will never feel more glorious. Exactly, <laughs> because you're going to switch those digits. It's going to be ninety eight wins the following year. Um, so so yeah, I'm I'm excited, guys. You know, I mean, uh, we we made a transformative trade. 
uh, with Chris Sale, and then maybe even another transformative trade with Adam Eaton, uh, which I think is, unless this guy that we got just totally bombs, um, I, I, I think we we. I think we got the better end of that one. So, yeah, yeah, you texted uh, early on before the sale deal was made, and you said sale might go to the Nats for this prospect and this other prospect. Right. And it yeah. turns out the next day sale went to the Red Sox. But then you ended up getting that pros- one of those prospects from the Nats anyway for Adam Eaton. So I, I imagine that's yeah. you're pretty stoked. Baseball's number three prospect for Adam Eaton. I never would have thought that. Yeah, it's it's not that Eaton's a bad player. I'm not trying to dog the guy because I, I think he is a pretty solid player. Yeah, uh, but he's like number three prospect in baseball. I don't I really know if like you flip like baseball's arguably, yeah. big, but he I, he's number three prospect overall, and I think isn't he like the number one pitching prospect right now? I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. So yeah. he's a start, anyway, starting pitcher right. or a relief pitcher. Uh, he's a starter, Giolato. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I, I, I assume he. I, I assume he will become one. If he, Does he if light he, it up? Um, you know, I, I his stuff is, is is good. Yeah, I mean, he's was was he the one who I saw was hitting like 104 in the minors? I was reading about one of those guys in a deal that was hitting 104, 105. Oh yeah, um, miles per hour uh, in the minors. Well, he's not going to have to hit much in the American League, so it doesn't really bother me. No, no, no. I'm sorry. He on the radar gun. He was hitting 104 miles per hour. Yeah. Oh, oh no. That's uh, that's the guy we got from the Red Sox. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Kopech, I think. Okay, yeah. sorry. sorry. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I'm talking about the guy we got from the Nats, uh, Giolito. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's how it's pronounced, at least. Um, yeah. Actually, I'm at, I'm on his Wikipedia page right now, and he's wearing virtual reality goggles on the Wikipedia page for some reason. It's okay. a, it's an inter, it's an interesting photo if you get a chance right. to view it. Um, yeah, but no, I, I I I like him. I mean, he's he's still only 22. He's already had a taste of big league action, and he didn't look good. But you know, uh, whatever. I mean, that's a sampling. You know, um, and yeah, I'm excited, man. Um, for him, and then, and also, you know, shit, man, we got we got Mankata, you know. Oh, from the Red yeah. Sox, part yeah. of the sale deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and so, what, what position does Mankata play? Well, he can play infield or outfield. Um, I assume with us. Um, well, I, I mean, I think he's probably going to start in Charlotte, uh, unless he just has like some mind blowing spring training. Uh, this isn't somebody like I think. I think this is someone we don't want to rush, even though he did. He has already played. You know, um, he saw some time Red, with the Red yeah, Sox. Yeah, the Red Sox yeah. gave him a little bit of time last year, and he didn't. He didn't look good, but I don't know. It was only like twenty at bats, something like that. Okay. okay. So, um, so yeah, I he can play infield or outfield um, with the White Sox needs. Uh, I'm guessing he would probably. Play. Oh, okay. They say he's in infielder is first choice. Okay. Um, I don't know then. Um, yeah, I guess I guess maybe second base if if he oh, comes really? up for us. No. Oh, well. Yeah, I would assume so. Um, unless unless we trade Brett Rowley, uh, Brett Brett Lowry. Lowry. So um, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, like I don't know. The White Sox think he's a five tool guy. So, um, 
So he's six two two oh five. Yeah, he could he could fit in there at second base. Yeah. Uh, I want to go ahead and talk about the trade between your teams uh, with Wade Davis for Jorge Soler. And was anyone else involved in the trade? Nope. It was just yeah. straight up. One just for okay. one. Just straight up. Yeah, it's All so right. rare. Isn't the one for one trade, isn't that like the funnest trade? Yeah. Uh, it's like a video game trade. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Because usually yeah. there's always like prospects or cash or something. Right. But, yeah, the one no, for one nice. is fun. This is just a straight up trade, y'all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what do you think, guys? It's it's bittersweet from our standpoint because Wade Davis got the final out uh, and and was so instrumental in the Red Sox or I'm sorry in the Royals uh, World Series run. Uh, he was one of the most dominant relievers ever that season, um, and 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 for him to resurrect his career in Kansas City like he did, you know, he came over in that trade with Tampa Bay as a starting pitcher and he again failed as a starter and turned into a reliever and was lights out and uh, for a while there he was a setup man for Greg Holland uh, then he was so dominant he took over and um, uh, he'll, he'll uh, he could he could eventually be inducted into the Kansas City Royals Hall of Fame so we're yeah. sad to see him go yeah I hope he can stay healthy I don't know a ton about him obviously because I wasn't watching all the KC games that you were um, it is rare in the fact that the Cubs usually do not make trades where you give up four or five years of player control for one year of player right, control. Yeah. Right. Because Wade Davis will be a free agent at the end of next year. So, yeah. That, in one aspect, is, you know, kind of, huh, to me. I, I hope he stays healthy. I want to see him pitch well. Um, it's sad to see George leave. As, as a lot of the fans used to call him. Is that what we should um, call him as George? <laughs> the uh, the thing with him is I think he just never got to play every day, and I think he's one of those guys that needs to play every day to, to, to become a better baseball player. And um, he'll have a chance to play more, obviously, with Kansas City. And we, we just have kind of a, a log jam of outfielders at the moment. Um, do. So... I hope it works out for both of us. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be exciting uh, to have a, a young bat uh, coming around because the Royals' young bats don't seem to uh, they, they don't seem to have anybody on deck, so to speak, yeah. uh, in the minors. He can crush, man. I, I mean, I watched I watched almost all the games he played in, and uh, yeah, he's he's when he hits. When he hits him solid, man, he crushes him. So yeah, yeah, it's it should be exciting. But yeah, it's interesting that uh, you know that you don't know how far off the Royals are after their uh, uh, regression uh, in 2016. Yeah. Uh, yeah, some of that's due to injuries, though. You know, right? Yeah, had a lot of injuries, but the starting pitching is is pretty awful. So uh, obviously, Solaire can't uh, can't pitch, but uh, maybe I guess <laughs> we'll figure that out that one out later. <laughs> versatile all right so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um well he's not that good of a defender so you know that's um he's got I, a cannon I, I, yeah I, I mean i watched him pl- some games he he could throw guys out there there was a while where it seemed like he did a couple in a week where just like the teams must not have got the memo and they like tested him and and he he He's got an arm. 
You know, yeah. he just needs to maybe work on his, you know, getting up off the ball a little quicker yeah. and stuff. But I, 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 yeah, I mean, still kind of like a sort of like average or below average defender, though. Mm-hmm. Like over mm-hmm. overall, you know, yeah, absolutely. Perennial um, Gold Glover Alex Gordon will show him the light. Yeah, <laughs> and and he only played in like like Levi was saying, you know, limited playing time. He only played in like eighty five games last year. Yeah. Um, and where where where's Kansas City putting him? He's gonna play in the outfield, right? I oh yeah, left or right? Yeah, and, yeah, uh, okay, yeah. He won't so play in left. That's where Gordon plays, and Kane's in center. He'll he'll probably, most likely play in right. Okay, so right field. That's yeah. a pretty good outfield you guys got, man. Yeah, if they don't trade uh, Kane. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I, well, you know, let's talk about that for a second. Um, with Kansas City, you know, I think one of those guys, because correct me if I'm wrong, they're all going to be free agents at the end of the year. Oh, Mustakas uh, Hosmer. Mustakas Hosmer and, and Kane. I, I, one of those guys is not going to be in a Royals uniforms opening day. I think it's safe to say. Um, uh, on opening day, yeah. And at this point, it sounds like Kane is the one Yeah, going to be. Unless you're like, sure. hell with it, you know, we're going to win the thing this year, which... I'm not. I'm not counting them out, but um, I, I. I think in, in, to avoid seeing all three of them just walk away yeah. and get nothing in return, yeah. you got to flip one of them. Yeah. If if even if Kane's flipped uh, this off season, then there's a pretty good chance one of them would be flipped. Most likely Hosmer by the trade deadline next year. He's going to bring the most. He'll he has the most value of the three. I think in mm-hmm. terms of a trade. Oh, definitely. Uh, just because his hitting so good. You know, yeah, and, so. his, and his his glove is great as well. Yeah, yeah, right, that too. I mean, his hitting is is j- maybe just above average for a first baseman. Yeah? Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I thought he's got the power numbers, right? He has a lot of RBI numbers, but they're a bit hollow. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, some other trades... Um, you know, as far as who got the best end of that deal, like I, I, if Wade Davis pitches like he he did two years ago, you know, I, I, I and you know the Cubs win another World Series, you know it's settled. But um, you know, I, I it was a good move for Kansas City though to have somebody under control who you can kind of mold a little bit, you know, for three four years. I would feel more comfortable about Davis in the playoffs over Raldis Chapman. Sure, sure. <laughs> Levi, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. maybe you don't have to sweat out a uh, three-run home run. Uh, yeah. yeah, in the uh, yeah. in the eighth inning. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, year. another Cub that flew the uh, flew the coop as well, so to speak, and landed in St. Louis, Mister Dexter Fowler. Yeah, big deal. Got a big, got a good, good contract. Yeah, and typically the Cardinals don't give out big money contracts. No, no, they're they're they're. Um, they're a little more conservative with uh, so, with their yeah. contracts, so yeah, it was a big deal. Um, I don't know, maybe after losing Hayward, uh, they figured this is we can hey, do man. this. We can after losing Hayward and the Cubs won a World Series, win the World Series too. <laughs> yeah, There's that as well. Yeah, and then wait yeah. a minute, John Jay uh, is for, on the Cubs now yeah. too, right? and yeah, he had he he had a stop in between at the Padres, but yeah, he had been on the Cardinals, yeah. yeah. Uh, for for his whole career up until the to the one year with the Padres, so yeah, that's kind of interesting. They've there's been some uh, inter interchange of players there. Uh, I I you know I wish Fowler the best. I think it was funny in his press conference. He said something like, you know, I signed in St. Louis because I want to win the World Series. Right. Like, well, you're just coming for the team that won the World Series. <laughs> 
And, I think and, I think that's I, kind of the stock line, you know. If you, and, if yeah, you, uh, I'm obviously if you sign biased, but yeah, yeah, I don't think the Cardinals are going to be in line to win the World Series next. It's year, it's kind of like you know, anytime a band releases an album and they say, it, "Well, this is obviously our, this is our best work," you know, so <laughs> right, uh, right. they kind of have to say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Just but like it, a guy. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I think back to that spring training video of Fowler who. It didn't sign. Uh, what two weeks into spring training, he his yeah, agent like, like was turning down offers, and they couldn't find the ones they wanted. And then he signs that one year deal with the Cubs. And that video of him going on the field in spring training, and they're all like jumping up and down around him. Yeah. Like he, he came back for, and you could tell he came back for one more year. Like there yeah. was no way that he that he was going to sign with Chicago yeah. beyond. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, and you know I. You, I hope it wasn't a fluke. I hope he produces. I want him to be a good player. But, yeah. I mean, he's, you know, it's it's all baseball. The magical baseball gods, stuff can change so fast. Dude, he's 30. Yeah. He's 30. You already got his best years. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, let's look at some of the names that are still um, out there, you know, Um Justin Turner is right now the highest rated um, available free agent at third base. A guy that, you know, prior to last year, I have to admit, I, I, really I, I was, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really know much about mm-hmm. him. I, I, I mean, I, I, I want to say like maybe for the Dodgers, he's only been a starter maybe for two seasons even. Um, so yeah, he, he's, I don't know, it's just. Maybe I don't follow the Dodgers enough, and I, I knew I knew he was kind of coming into his own this year. You know, I kept hearing his name and highlights and stuff, but I, I just had no idea that like he was going to be a coveted free agent, like he was, or like he is, I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got Edwin Encarnacion, um, you know, already thirty three. Uh, Miguel Bautista, who was going to get paid seventeen million bucks. This upcoming year, and he turned, you know, he he turned that down. Oh, Jose Bautista, yeah, Jose Bautista. I'm sorry, I said Miguel Bautista. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, uh, yeah. So you know, I I don't necessarily think he's. I don't know. I think his his stock has slipped quite a bit. Yeah. Well. The, uh, yeah. The Orioles basically came out and were like, "He's not going to be on the Orioles. Our fans don't like him." Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Put also, you know, there's. And I, I never mind the guy. I mean, whatever. If you flip your bat, you flip your bat. Who gives a shit? But um, yeah. uh, you know, there's he's he's not a popular player. Like a lot of people <laughs> just don't like the cockiness. Um, he's already what thirty six. He so, is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's. I, I I don't see anybody going more than two years. You know, it'd be like two years high salary. Yeah. I don't know. So. Yeah, there's, and there's, I don't know, man. That's that's about it. You know, this isn't the sexiest Trumbo. class. You got Trumbo games. out there still. The Trump bombs. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, Matt Weeders, kind of interesting. Yeah. You know, if he yeah. if he could turn it around. It's interesting. I mean, Matt Weeders was supposed to be that you know that franchise catcher. So it's like Matt Weeders and Joe Maurer kind of came in at the same time, and they were like, you know, they, they, these uh, teams. Maurer should... came in before Weeders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you're right, but. I remember the the talk around those those these two catchers is like oh these teams should probably just go ahead and sign them to like fifteen year contracts these guys will be around forever <laughs> and then here you are you know they they yeah. can't stay healthy and or they just you know they they the decline starts and gone 
Yeah, I mean, when you get a catcher with that much promise, a lot of teams feel like, you know, they've won the lottery. And um, it just, yeah, you're right. It just, it doesn't, they can't sustain it. Because uh, we had that, we had, I felt like guys, that, like like four or five years ago, we had this period where, like, there were, like, so many kick-ass catchers that, like, were just mm-hmm. having having great years. You know, you had Napoli when he was catching, right? I think mm-hmm. he used to catch. Um, yeah, you know, there's some others that escaped. McCann. You know, all these guys, and it just, it didn't really last. You know, this golden era of the catcher, the hitting catcher, it uh, it, it, it wasn't really an era. It was like a season or two. You know, I'm kind of surprised that uh, that Pedro Alvarez is so far down that list. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, he's never hit for average, but he's, he's you know, he's hit um, 20 home runs four yeah. times in his career, and he's... Uh, he's relatively young. Uh, he's only 29. Uh, so I mean, I would I would take a flyer on Pedro Alvarez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Um. Okay. Yeah, he's still available. Um. Papelbon is out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, uh. No. 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 Yeah, he is still available. Okay. Yep. Yeah, Alvarez is still available. For a second, I thought he had signed, but no. Yeah. Yep. So Kenley Jansen on the relieving side, he'll 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 get a pretty pretty fat deal for a reliever. He will maybe Miami uh, or something. They were thinking. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know. But uh, anyway, so we'll, we'll keep stove. keep her. Yeah, the pot, hot stove. Uh, still still some interesting moves to be made out there. Uh, and also, you know, with if I could, sorry guys, I'm you got you guys were much better during the regular season. So the off season is the time the time for my team to shine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, don't get too caught up, man. It's prospects, though. They, they don't know, hand out any trophies in December, bud. I, know. I think it was, was it Allen Iverson? Allen Iverson, he's like, we're talking about prospects, man. Prospects. <laughs> we're talking about prospects. Talk about prospects. prospects. We, we are living in an era where the prospect may be a little overvalued. Um, but, uh, you know, second, so, year, in excited, row, second year in a row, second year in a row, the number one prospect has been traded. I don't know if you guys remember last year, that guy Dansby yeah. Swanson guy. Right, yeah. 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 Um, and he looks like he's going to be pretty good, uh, actually. Um, but, yeah, they traded Shelby Miller for him. Yeah, who had a shit year. Yeah. But with the White Sox, um, you know, I, I don't think we're done yet. I, I think that... If we don't, I think the pressure is kind of off to trade Jose Quintana now. I mean, I, I think it's I, I think it's very possible that he could be moved, but we've still got him under control at a fairly reasonable amount of money. Um, you know, it, you think they might move a Brayu still? I think they might move a Brayu. Yeah, I which that's tough too because it's like you know the offense white the, the excuse me the White Sox offense can be so anemic at times that you know God you trade a Brayu. It's like you know what what what's left. Um, it's a tough bat to replace. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've got. I, you know what? I, I could see happening actually, guys. I think some of the uh, some of the guys that are like that wouldn't bring as much, uh, like Todd Frazier, like yeah. who you know hit a lot of home runs last year, but also like you know had like a Rob Deere batting average. Um, I could see Frazier getting moved just because. You know, if somebody needs a DH, yeah. um, maybe, maybe he won't get moved right away. But it, I, I don't, I don't think Frazier will end 2017 with the White Sox, um, and maybe Melky Cabrera as well. Which I hate to say it, since that's my son's favorite player. Um, <laughs> but uh, or Mel- Melky Abrera, as he calls him, he, dro- <laughs> he drops drops the C. Um, 
So anyway, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So I don't. I don't think they're done. But um, I wouldn't be shocked if Quintana stayed put. Um, and like the two big moves kind of have already happened. Sure. Um. So yeah. Yeah. So anyway. All right. All right. All right. Well, let's talk about guys in the vein of of of, of the hot stove. Let's talk about trading band members. Now, we did this, um, I think, maybe last year, and uh, it was a lot of fun, and I need to go back and actually look at who we traded. Uh, I want to say... I traded traded, uh, um, Steve Gorman from the Black Crows to Pearl Jam for Matt Cameron. Matt Cameron, okay. On drums, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember mine off the top of my head. You don't? I want to say I traded maybe, like... Maybe like Rayman Zarek for Pigpen, maybe? I, I, I can't remember exactly. <laughs> if not, God. I might, I might okay. sign off on that. I God. might sign off. God, man. That's, you may that's, already have. That's, yeah, yeah, 50% of the livers in that band uh, with Morrison <laughs> and, uh, and Pigpen in the band. That was suffering. Yeah, that's, sorry, this that's is an fun. enabling trade. <laughs> yeah, right. The drunkest band of all time. Um, but anyway... So yeah, I think that was mine. I'll have to look it up and uh, and see just to confirm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I I think that was mine. So I I've got one for tonight. But I'm I'm curious to hear you guys first. Uh, so for for the folks at home, um, pretty loose on the rules here. It's just one guy for one guy, uh, and they like you couldn't trade somebody who's dead for somebody who's alive right now. Like, well, I'm sorry, I take that back. Wait, do we have any rules? For well, us? no. Like, it would be strange, yeah, if you traded like uh, uh, Jerry Garcia for uh, um, uh, I, I don't know, like Adele. I, you know, like right. <laughs> that wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, ideally, there's overlap at some point of the yeah. two musicians. Uh-oh. I like that. Adele um, doesn't mean when the music never stops, man. Right. right. Uh, uh, um, okay, so, Levi, who do you got? Why don't you start us off? Man? Well, I'm going to... Uh, mine is kind of a precursor of uh, two of my favorite records of the year. Okay. So, I am going to trade Keith Richards... Of the Rolling Stones for Kirk Hammett of Metallica. Whoa! What? Whoa. Mind blown. What? Wow! I just I want to hear like a super shred painted black, and then I, you know, I want to hear like Master of Puppets all bluesed out. Ugh. Just let's get huh. it done. Let's get it done. Wow! Blowing minds. Man, I could maybe see. Keith playing like on like a nothing else matters maybe yeah well, he, he, you know mm-hmm. I can maybe see like a blues interpretation of that too Keith might be more into the load reload era maybe <laughs> Keith doing a kick nothing uh. a of the day by Keith <laughs> I got Keith playing for whom the bell tolls or something huh? <laughs> Jesus Levi <laughs> oh man it's gonna be weird oh, to see him in different uniforms I uh the last part of my preparations for this episode so by the end of it i was like okay let's just get crazy 
Yeah. 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 That's like uh, that's like seeing Derek Jeter in a Cubs uniform or something. What? You know? Yeah. It's... Like Omar. It was, you should, it was like seeing Omar in a Cubs uniform. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, that actually happened. <laughs> uh, it was scary. I was there. I, I, I kind of like it if the song selections are correct, Levi. You know, like if we could write the Metallica set list according to Keith's strengths, then then maybe it could at least a show. Uh-huh. This, like this, for mine, like you know, it, it doesn't have to be permanent. You know, it could mm-hmm. be, it could be like an album and a tour. Yeah, you know, the, or, or just yeah, one or the other. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So right on. Yeah, intriguing. I like that. That's a bold, that's a boldest one. I think you're gonna. Hear. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah, mine's not that bold. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, uh, I'll, I'll I'll go next. Um, uh, in a surprising move, uh, the Velvet Underground has decided to trade Lou Reed. Uh, to the Grateful Dead. And this is where I need your help. Should okay. Lou Reed be traded for Jerry or Bob? My first gut says Bob. Yeah? Vocally speaking, do you think that that would be a better fit? I, I think, yeah. I could, I could hear Lou singing while Jerry's playing maybe more yeah. than I could hear... Bob singing while Lou's playing and singing, or whatever. It, would, would Lou take on like the Bobby tunes then? Right. A, you know. Right. Yeah. I'd like yeah. to. I'd like to. Even though I, I mean it's a cover, but I, I'd like to hear like an interpretation of Little Red Rooster. You know, yeah. with, like, like Lou singing it. That would yeah. be cool. Yeah. And yeah, yeah I, I can handle that. It wouldn't be. Um, you know, we aren't looking for perfect matches here. Obviously, yeah. we're, we're we're looking for. Uh, something that might add an interesting element, and I thought yeah. that yeah, that, that that Lou might add an interesting element. I I, I, yeah, I, say, yeah, I say Bob. I say I say Bob. Bob okay, Bobby. that's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all right, yeah. it's uh, handed down. It's been approved. Lou Reed for Bob Weir. And and let yeah, let him. Oh my God, I can I can handle Lou singing like maybe like uh, throwing stones, maybe. Yeah, all right, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Lost now on the country miles in his Cadillac. <laughs> he just goes total spoken word. You know? <laughs> uh, or God, man. I mean, to hear like the dead do like rock and roll. Or, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. God, even, even heroin, you know. Sweet nothing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he would. Yeah. 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 Meanwhile, Good. Velvet like Underground's that. touring like with Bob Weir. I like so. It. Those are both bold. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I, I know I dealt with the dead last time, I think. I'll have to confirm that. And then Jonathan just did mm-hmm. there. I guess maybe, like, I'm drawn to them because there's so many members you could swap in and out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got different eras. So I'm going to, to put it into context, I'm going to take a year. I'm going to say it's 1987. It's like the beginning of 1987, right? Um, I'm going to swap Mark Knopfler for Bob Weir. Whoa. Yeah. Weir's been traded Uh, twice. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) So, um, so like Dire Straits would have been like, like coming off the success of Brothers in Arms, which is huge, right? Mm -hmm. So you bring Knopfler over there while the dead's like kind of heading towards in the dark territory. A little poppier, you know, Mm -hmm. but that's okay. Like Knopfler brings some of that, you know. Like oh, definitely. You know, yeah, like uh, I, I, I'd love to hear Brent Midland. That's this is Brent Midland years still. Yeah. So you'd you'd have I think he would work well with Knopfler, uh, or I think it would sound cool. I don't know if it'd work well together, but they would. Sound I can cool. see Jerry ripping up a so far away. 
Something like, yeah. Yeah, hmm. bring in... Fuck, dude, can you imagine the dead doing Sultans of Swing? That would have ripped. Oh, dude. man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Him, and, him and Jerry both, like, tearing it up yeah. on that? Oh, God. Yeah. And then, you know, the Dire Straits, I, I don't have as much to say about, like, what Weir would bring to a 1987 Dire Straits. Um, and, I don't know, maybe they would, they would jam a little more live. I don't know, you know, I would... Uh, I, I I could totally handle it though, you know. I, I think it would be fine. Um, so so yeah, that's mine. Knopfler for Weir. Yeah. Maybe Weir would at least help keep the band together through the nineties. He might. He might. Yeah. yeah. He might. Yeah. He might. And that would that. be a, a a boon. Yeah. 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 So right on. So yeah, that's, that's my trade. So it's like uh, controversial trades this year. Yeah, and Bob Weir swapped twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bob Weir's uh, just one. Bob Weir's like Ben Zobris. He's always involved and like uh, he could he could go anywhere. Right, right. <laughs> Excellent. Good deal. Um, you know, I, uh, I we're going to talk about the the best of 2016 now. Uh, the year's coming to a close. We'll talk maybe a we'll talk our, obviously about our favorite records. Uh, but also maybe any any other elements related to music that we saw in 2016, whether they be shows or, uh, you know, uh, different moments for baseball as well. So for best of 2016, Levi, I'm just curious, what happened in 2016 to your baseball team? Yeah. Did anything good happen? Uh, yeah. Like best yeah. moment was yeah. like when you were in first what, what, place what for the, that one day in June. What was the best moment? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Honestly, the the whole culmination of the Cubs winning the World Series and the rest of 2016 has me feeling like I'm in some kind of parallel universe, <laughs> it's, it's like so that surreal. I'm going to eventually wake up. Like, <laughs> like January 31st of 16, I'll wake up and like it'll be January 1st of 15 again or something. Yeah. Like I'm in some weird time warp. Um, yeah, the Cubs won the World Series. It's still uh, weird to say. Still yeah. says, you know. Um, Do you feel different? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Like, part of me maybe does. Yeah, just because it, it, it was new. It was all new territory. I've never been... I never got to see the Cubs in an NLCS. I never really got to see the Cubs ever in a World Series. Um, 89? Oh, oh, well, then 03. Yeah, the, sorry, yeah. I say. In OCS, yeah. I saw him. Duh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the World Series. Just so, the World yeah. Series, yeah. Yeah. Never got to see him win in NLCS, I right. guess. Right, right, right. Um, it was, uh, it's it's still all of, I have the t-shirt and the hat that say World Series Champions, and it still feels weird wearing them. It's just like it really happened. Do you uh, do you have that feeling of when I don't know? There's something like you have to worry about for a while, like I don't know, filing your taxes or something. And <laughs> so, like you put it off, you put it off, and then you finally do it, and then like the next day, you think, oh, what's that thing that I have to do? Oh, I already did it. Do you have that feeling of like where'd that hump go? There's that that hump is gone that used to be on my back, and it's and and it feels strange that I, I'm not weighted down by it. A little bit, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Um, the, you know, I think I'll be more affected by it maybe this coming next season. Sure. You know, like once I get into the dog days of baseball, July, yeah. August, it'll be yeah. like, man, we really won the World Series last year. You know, it, uh, part of it is still just surreal. 
Yeah, I mean, you want to win another one, but it takes the pressure off. You know, it's like we we were talking about Wade Davis a few minutes ago. It's like, well, if he doesn't pan out, yeah, right, (laughs) right, whatever. You know, I mean, (laughs) yeah, and I, you know, I, you know, exactly. I think the Cubs felt like they'd seen what they wanted to see out of Jorge Soler, and so they, they just he was the 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 best available outfielder guy that they were willing to trade. I think is what it came down to on that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I, I, that, that's that's um, it's it's hard to top that. Um, and, and I think like I, I don't want to like when the White Sox won it, um, it was very surreal. And I do talk. I talked to some fans who were like, "Oh, who cares?" You know, a few years later, it's like, "No, I want to keep winning them." You know, I want to win more. Oh <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I right. talked to a few people that were like, "Ah, you know, whatever." It's like, no, that's. I'm going to keep winning them. But uh, for you, it's also fresh now. Then, yeah, just enjoy the ride. Yeah, enjoy the honeymoon. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what about albums, though, Levi? What uh, what was your well, favorite uh, record? Yeah, my favorite albums, two albums of the year, or albums that were released in this last just a few months of the year. Uh, right. Well, that's a few but, weeks, really. Yeah, yeah Metallica's Hardwired to Self-Destruct, which is excellent. And... Uh, the the newest one, like you just mentioned, the Rolling Stones Blue and Lonesome, uh start with the Metallica. It it's a return to Metallica form, I guess. Um What the neatest thing I think is they made kind of like a video album as well. They've made videos for every song for the record that you can go on YouTube and watch. Um, you know, they're like animated or CGI or they'll have the band in them. They're all different. And, um, one of my, uh, you know, my, my Levi's choice cut off of it is going to be a song called spit out the bone, which I think Ah. is excellent. Yeah. And, uh, the stones, who would have thought the stones had another great record in them? Uh, somebody else's it's everybody. It's it's other people's songs. Yeah. Yeah. It's other people's songs, but you know, I mean, it, it's just pure bluesy Chicago blues sound and stones. And it was recorded all live. There's no overdubs. Um, and it's, it's excellent. My uh, choice cut off of that is going to be a song called hate to see you go, which uh-huh. is excellent. Pleasant surprises with both of those. Very pleasant yeah. surprises. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, the Metallica one kind of sounds like it should have come out maybe after and justice for all but before the black album you know what i mean like it yeah oh yeah it's definitely got a lost album sound yeah it's like it's it's got a thrash for lack of a better word sound but it's you know it's it's still a little slicker production wise than than you know those Mm -hmm. those classic albums like you know ride the lightning and puppets and um and and kill them all and even injustice for all um, the producer that they work with, they worked with, is a guy by the name of Greg Fiddleman. I think that's how I'm, I think it's his last name. He's he's like one of Rick Rubin's guys. Like he's a he's like he engineers a lot of ri- the records that Rick Rubin works on. Um, and uh, he he worked on like uh, like Black Sabbath's last record, that thirteen that came out yeah. a couple of years ago. Uh, he worked on that. He worked on uh, a couple of the new Slayer records, newer Slayer records. So, like, he kind of knows how to give, like, veteran acts some kind of... And but when I say this, I don't mean new metal, but kind of like modern metal touches, sort of. Um, I thought David Fricky 
uh, who uh, the the Rolling Stone critic. Uh, he said here that about the Metallica one, it's got the jagged apocalypse of and justice for all. Like a lot of the lyrics are. I mean, this not that this is yeah. is it is it par for the course for Metallica, but you know, a lot of the lyrics are are pretty grim. You know, it's it, it kind of harkens yeah. back to like a lot of the lyrics on and justice for all. And um, so he called it Jacket Apocalypse, and then he said Focus Brawn of Metallica's Black Album. And I thought that was a good way to put it. I mean, I've, I've always liked David Fricky, but I, I, I thought that was because it's it, it is like a throwback, but it's also it's it's got kind of some. It's also slick, polished. Yeah, it's also oh, yeah, polished absolutely. though too. Uh, so yeah. they did a good job with it. Um, I, I, I think it's I, I haven't I have to admit I'm not that familiar with the one that came out like about what Death Magnetic, yeah, which was which was a while now, right? That was probably yeah, what? that was 2009 maybe. I, I was like gonna that. say nine, yeah, I'm yeah, not something like that. Yeah, it's um, been... yeah. So I, I have to I need to listen to that one to see you know if there's kind of a progression or or what have you. There was um, Saint Anger as well. Yeah, right. Which uh, is 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 a divisive record in the Metallica catalog. So. Good, good choices, man. Uh, I, I, I like both of those a lot, and they, they both really caught me by surprise, too, about how, how, how quality each of them are. Yeah, they were solid. I enjoyed listening to them. Yeah. What about shows, Levi? Favorite shows? Oh, uh, my favorite shows were The Grateful Dead, or I should say Grateful, I, The Dead in Boulder. We saw them at the uh, football stadium where the Buffaloes play, which was really fun. Um then I the other two shows are shows that I work, but I also I got to see the show. Um, Stanley Jordan, like a guitar virtuoso, he played the Boulder Theater and was excellent. Um, if you're into kind of like jazz fusiony guitar pyrotechnics type stuff, he's uh, he's excellent. And then um, another show was Buddy Guy, and he had Doyle Bramall the second open for him in Fort Collins. They played a street festival, and yeah, it was excellent. Buddy Guy could still rip, he could still sing, um, and Doyle Bramall had a uh, like a quartet. It was uh, like a straight-up rock trio, but also with keyboards, and uh, it, they were excellent as well. So yeah, those were my highlights. I didn't get a, to see a ton of shows this year. When you watch a show that you work, do you watch from side stage or do you watch from out front? It just depends. Like, I mean, I'll usually go out front for a song or two at least just to, like, you know, see what it's sounding like out there. Um, sometimes I'm running monitors, so if I have headphones on, I'll be able to hear my monitor mix. Um, other than that, uh, it just depends. I mean, I try, to, I try to go out to at least where the speakers are. It just depends, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um... <sighs> Jonathan, what about you? Go ahead. You do yours. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll kind of go reverse here. Talking about shows, too. It was a pretty dry year. Uh, relative, I mean, with all due respect to the shows I saw, I didn't see very many shows this year. Um, yeah. uh, and uh, the ones I, I did see uh, included uh, seeing Pearl Jam twice down in South Florida and Miami and Sunrise, Florida, which were uh, really fun shows uh, to go down there and, and, and catch those with... Uh, with our, our, our buddies, uh, the, the Davises and, um, uh, and then Sergio Simpson here in Kansas city was, was a good show though. The mix was less than ideal. 
Um, I'm seeing Sturgill Simpson at the Midland Theater, and and the Midland Theater is a great place, and so it usually has stellar sound. But I noticed when I was there that the vocals seemed a little bit drowned out. And sure enough, I was reading some other reviews uh, online that that confirmed that. So it wasn't just where I was. Uh, so that was pretty unusual. But regardless, it was still a pretty awesome show. And um, but the, yeah, that kind of uh, encapsulates my my live experience. Uh, for the year um uh then but as far as albums go man oh jeez there are dozens of albums uh, i think that came out this year that i've listened to several times but uh a, a few really stand out um uh other than uh, so the funny thing about Sergio simpson's uh, sailor's guide to earth which was nominated for a grammy album of the year uh i've listened to it you know, several times, but it's so intense that I think I had to like put it away and I'm going to come back and listen to it again, you know, maybe in 2017. Uh-huh. And, uh, cause it needs your focus. It's like having a rush album on. You can't just like have rush on in the background. It demands your attention, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I, I need to give it its, its, its due attention. Otherwise, um, favorite albums, uh, included, uh, so there's a band called goat, uh, they're on Sub Pop, actually, uh, and uh, they're, they're from Sweden, and supposedly they're like this uh, a remote tribe from near Sweden's Arctic uh, Arctic Circle, and whether or not oh. how fabricated that is is up for yeah. debate. Um, but anyway, I think they're from Sweden, at least. And it's kind of this desert blues psychedelia uh, with some tribal beats. It's a lot of fun, though, and there's a lot of costume involved. I was just watching a Glastonbury video from 2015, and and uh, it looks like people didn't know what to expect, and they started to blow people away, so that's good. There's a lot of, it's like a lot of guitar, like catchy guitar riffs and, and pan flutes, mixed with pan flutes. <laughs> uh, so, uh, go- goat's, goat's fun. I mean, like, and on their most, uh, th- in this new record of theirs, um, it is called, I have it here, uh, Requiem. Uh, it's their third album, and it's kind of more uplifting than their their previous albums. The previous albums are really kind of dark, um, not holy, but uh, that's how I remember them. It's a little bit darker, but but Requiem is a little bit more upbeat. Uh, so yeah, Goats Requiem, uh, uh, another band from east of Sweden, uh, uh, from Saint Petersburg, Russia. Pink Shiny Ultra Blast uh was uh, another one of my favorite albums of the year really kind of gets me going uh, it's this shoegaze thunder pop i guess thunder pop is a phrase that people use to describe music <laughs> they are thunder pop oh. uh, a lot of like five or six minute songs uh heavy heavy guitars just uh and and a uh, uh, female vocalist just like uh, goat has a female vocalist and um it's like their songs are really intricate it's like bridges and Bridges connected to bridges, you know. It's uh, they're, they're, it's it's fun song construction. Oh. Uh, Pink shiny ultra blasts. Uh, it's called grand feathered, not grandfathered, but grand feathered. Uh, and then a third one that I really enjoyed was uh, Whitney, a band from Chicago, uh, Illinois. Oh. <laughs> uh, they're on uh, secretly Canadian record, uh, okay. formerly Good of label. Smith Westerns and. Um, uh, uh, one of the guys was an unknown mortal orchestra. Uh, was the drummer in there, and so they formed this band called Whitney. Uh, this first album of theirs was produced by Jonathan Rado of Foxygen. Apparently, they like they they camped out in Jonathan Rado's backyard in L.A. 
And it, it totally has that sound because uh, when I describe it, I say it's like mid-70s Laurel Canyon sound. And uh, while they don't have a female vocalist, uh, their male vocalist sings in falsetto, so it sounds like a female vocalist. So maybe that was just my thing this year, was female vocalist. Um, but yeah, it's it's like uh, Golden Whitney is uh, golden breezes of pop and melancholy. Uh, it's it's a fun listen. I highly suggest it. So that's uh, an album called Light Upon the Lake by Whitney. Nice. Cool. Yeah. I put it in the queue. I, yeah, I checked it out. It definitely does have the Laurel Canyon vibe, like you're mentioning. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a fun listen. The dude, obviously, like they lost some girlfriends along the way, and they're writing yeah. about it. And uh, but it's uh, uh, they're kind of upbeat about it at the same time. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and then my favorite moment, uh, oddly enough, for for baseball, um, as as painful as it is, it's when Araldis Chapman gave up that home run. Uh, I, I was rooting for the Again, Cubs. Was, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, don't get me wrong. I was rooting for the Cubs the whole time, but when he gave up that home run, this is like, I, I you, you couldn't script something like that. It was. It was one of the best worlds. I'm sorry. You could script something like that. It's very easy to write something like that. I hate it when people say that. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you wouldn't think that that would actually happen. But yeah, uh, yeah, little did I know about the Cubs lore. Yeah. It uh, it would. It was. It was soul crushing, and then the next inning was like redeeming. It was insane. It, it, it made was, it all uh, the sweeter for for the World Series. Yeah. Yeah. It 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 was like it was written. It was right. like somebody scripted it because right, it right. was insane. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the the, the Chapman uh, the, the Chapman dong is is my favorite moment of 2016. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, for me, for records, um, a veteran act that uh, I, I you know came on strong this year. Uh, I, I got to give the best album of the year to Radiohead. I, I, I think the Moonshape Pool is, uh, gosh, to me, it's like it's my favorite since Kid A, you know. Uh, which I, I don't know if that's saying much because, you know, they're, some of their their more recent records have been met with some ambivalence. Uh, although I like King of Limbs a lot, and I think In Rainbows is good too. Um, but yeah, I, I really like this record a lot. Uh, the more I listen, it's cliche, but the more I listen to it, the more I like it. And uh, it's it's mellower. I, I'd be curious to hear, because I know, Levi, you like the bends quite a bit. Um, you had told me, I think, once. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This kind of reminds me of, of the bends, because there's a lot of acoustic guitar on it. Um, but it's it's also got kind of that sort of, you know, moody, electronic sound that's that's permeated have, a lot of I, a lot I of their work you know yeah. for the last to you know, 15 years now yeah. um so yeah yeah check it out man i, th- I think you dig it I, I really do even if and, and folks that are at home and if you haven't really dug the last few radiohead records uh give this one a spin yeah it's, it's a band uh, that has my radar in a while yeah it's 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 kind of it's it's like i said it reminds me of their older stuff but at the same time it's 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 also it doesn't abandon you know kind of that evolution that they've made over the last fifteen years or so, uh, so yeah, really good stuff. Um, so th- that's my favorite. Uh, you know, the standout tracks on that one for me. Um, I like uh, the song called "The Numbers." There's a song called "Desert Island Disc" that's really good, and there's another one called "Identikit." 
so yeah, I really really dig it. Um, so that's that's my favorite record of this year. Uh, after that, there was a lot of records I like. I just I I feel like I need to listen to them more. Um, I really like the Cults record a lot, uh, Hidden City, because uh, to me that's just kind of a band that's really sounds rejuvenated, and um, I, I like their last record prior to um, Hidden City, uh, the one called uh, uh, Weapon of Choice. I liked it a lot as well, and and strangely, you know, they they've always worked with Bob Rock, ever since Sonic Temple, and Bob Rock's a guy that, you know, a lot of a lot of a lot of people don't like. You know, they he's the one that did load and reload for Metallica, and you know, a lot of people think he's just kind of too slick. Um, he, he's also brought out the best in Michael Bublé as well. <laughs> he, <laughs> seriously, he has worked with Michael Bublé. Um, right. So. So, but it, with the cult, though, I mean, I, I really like his production. Um, he, I think, kind of gives them. He, he matures the sound, helps them mature the sound a little bit. Um, so yeah, and it's it's got that kind of cult like bluesy kind of swagger to it as well. Um, but it's it's still pretty focused too. So I uh, I, I really dig the the cult's record. Uh, some of the others that I I, I dug this year. Um, there's a, a British band called Savages. Uh, that put out a record called Adore Life that I, I think is really good. That's solid. Yeah, uh, yeah I like it a lot. Um, and then uh, there's another band, I think I may have talked about them before, called High Highs. Um, I don't think you it, had, because you mentioned them, and I went ahead and spun it, and I was like, whoa, this, where's this been hiding? This is good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's kind of um, it's kind of dreamy, kind of electronic, kind of pop, you know? Um uh, so yeah, there's a band. Called, yeah, I had heard their record prior to the most recent one, and that's when I got into them a couple of years ago. And uh, I like this record a lot too. Um, and uh, I, you know, I like, um, I really like the uh, Jim James record a lot too. It is good. I yeah, it's it's mellow, and to me, it it kind of really just kind of flows as one continuous song. It does. That, that's how it sounds to me. Uh, so I really dig it. I, I the times I've listened to it, I've, I've listened to it start to finish because yeah, I think it works best that way. I, I like so. it uh, better than his first solo effort, which I, I couldn't quite get behind. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think this one's uh, much better. They're much mm-hmm. more to my liking, at least. Yeah. yeah so I'm yeah, yeah. I, I and I also I'll, I'll give him a plug too because I uh, Carl from my morning jacket put out a pretty good record too. Fourth uh, of July, oh, right. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. So those those are some of my favorites. All right. Yeah. Good what about shows? I, yeah, what shows? Kind of shows? I, I, I didn't get to see as many. Uh, two kids will do that to you. Two young. Oh kids. yeah, we're all getting um, older. Oh, oh yeah. Um, I liked. Uh, well, yeah, I got to go see Pearl Jam at Wrigley the first night, which was awesome in terms of covers. Um, uh, I saw Fish both nights at Wrigley. Um, one of those nights was better than the other, and. What is- what are the main differences between a PJ and a fish crowd at Wrigley Field? Good question. Psychedelics? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> like, obviously, a lot more, more mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's about it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, so what's well. it been now? Like, how is the fish show? Is the fish show at all different today than it was 20 years ago when you saw your first one? Mm. I mean, obviously. You know, the crowd's but, older, you know. Yeah, um, I, I I don't really think as many college kids are into them. To them anymore. <laughs> I, I don't I don't get that impression. No, 
the the crowd definitely skews older. You know, I, I would say most people are there thirty or older. Um, so that that's you know demographic. Yeah, I, I I don't see a lot of a lot of younger people there. You know, um, I I don't really. I think among the college kids, I'm not really sure. Like the current college kids, if they're really that, you know, a thing. Um, and and if you look at their tour too, they don't really play college towns anymore. anymore. When when in, in the late '90s, you know, they 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 played Champaign quite a few times. You know, they played they even played Bloomington. You know, just talking about the Midwest, but sure, yeah. You know, like if you look at their tour, you know, they play places like like Ann Arbor and you know, bigger big you know, college towns. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you, you don't really see that anymore on their tour. So that that tells me right there that yeah. you know maybe the demand among you know eighteen to twenty two year olds isn't really there. So um, so those were those are those those stood out to me. I, 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 I take it back. I, I caught Wilco too this year at Millennium Park, uh, which 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 was a solid show as well. Um, I wanted to ask you guys something. Uh, kind of you know. Be in the season and all. Close it out here. What's what's the best rock Christmas tune you got? What do you? I know I'm putting you both on the spot there tremendously. Okay. Uh, rock I'm you on specifically. Yeah, like our like pop. You know, like well, let's say rock. Yeah, like a rock music rock band or rock musician to put out a Christmas song. What's your favorite? I, mine's easy. This oh, Betsy, Betsy would I, want I, me I to vouch. I want to create a ton of dead air. All right, all right, all right, all right. no, I, I got one. So, um, Betsy would want me to say, uh, and and I agree with her that it is a lot of fun. Bob Dylan put out that Christmas album a couple years ago, <laughs> and oh and God. his the uh, must be Santa Claus uh, cut on there, and the video is can't miss. You have to see this video for must be Santa Claus uh, by Bob Dylan. It's it's a lot of fun. Okay. That's different than Here Comes Santa Claus, right? Very different. Yes. This okay. is like a uh um this is like a polka. Yeah. Nice. I've got that record. It's 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 fun, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We put it on as kind of a joke. It's comforting to know that Bob can like let loose with something like yes. that. Like yeah. it it settles the soul a little bit. <laughs> it's tough for me. Um if I have to pick one I'm probably going to go Chuck Berry, Run Rudolph Run. That's solid. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah that's that's I, it's probably either that or Brenda Lee rocking around the Christmas tree. Oh yeah, good. sure, good. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with Father Christmas by the Kinks. Ooh, Ooh nice, yeah, nice. Yeah. Give us some money. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> a ripper. Yeah, we'll bait you up if you don't hand it out. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, he's making a list and checking it twice, guys. So it's been fun. And uh, please follow us uh, on Instagram and Twitter at Rock in Chew, and then uh, also at RockChew.com. Check us out there, and you can learn everything you need to know about rock and roll Shinsu Chew. And we'll be coming back strong in 2017. And, uh, yeah, please uh, have a safe holiday, and uh, we'll see everybody in the new year. Yeah. Rest in fucking peace, 2016. Yeah, yeah, send send that thing away. Yeah, peace fucking out.